You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 252, Three Forgotten Skills for Christian Leaders. And before we go any farther, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0. This is the revised and updated uh, version of my popular book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. It's got extra chapters, uh, some new material, and uh, really this is such a great book on leadership. Uh, I deal with supervision, I deal with management, I deal with uh, setting goals, time management, um, and of course so much great stuff on leadership. Uh, every chapter is is relatively short, just a few pages, and immediately actionable. There's, there's questions, some thoughts to kind of get you in motion and help you to apply what you've just read. So Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond 2.0, there will be a link in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Well, today we're talking about three important skills that are often forgotten for the Christian leader. And and these skills, when, when you hear what I'm talking about, you'll know what I mean when I say they're kind of forgotten. They're um, things that, you know, we get caught up in, in, in you know, decision making and vision casting and creating culture and uh, all the things that go into leadership. And look, those things are so important. Casting vision, creating culture, um, you know, raising up other leaders and, um, you know, so many of the things that we have to do, even things that kind of fall in the realm of, of, of management. Um, those things are important. There, make no mistake about it. But these three things... Um, are, are just absolutely vital skills for every Christian leader. And in some ways, you might even say every Christian, but we're, we're talking to leaders today. Number one, sharing your faith, witnessing, evangelism, personal evangelism. You know, even just sharing those words makes so many people feel uncomfortable. The idea of sharing our faith. And, you know, as leaders, especially as Christian leaders, it's very easy to get caught in our bubble, especially if you're on staff of a church or, you know, you're focused on your ministry. Um, It's very easy to get caught up in our bubble and forget that God has placed us on this earth to make a difference. And the last thing that Jesus told us to do was to take his message into all the world. And, you know, you may not be called to go um, across the, uh, the, the globe or across the ocean, but um, I dare say that we're all called to go across the street. 
and to get to know our neighbors and to um, practice uh, ways of sharing our faith. This is so important. And isn't it interesting that as Christian leaders, we often challenge others to share their faith. We often challenge others to bring their friends to church. But, you know, when's the last time we, as a leader, maybe as a pastor or some other leader in church, you shared your faith or you brought someone to church? And, you know, this might be as simple as, is hospitality, practicing hospitality, maybe inviting a, a neighbor over for dinner. Um, it might be as as simple as, you know, if you you know work don't work in the church, maybe taking a coworker out for lunch and looking for opportunities to share your faith with them, you know, being intentional in the way you um, uh, talk to them and looking for opportunities to steer the conversation towards towards faith. Um, maybe it's the um, the acts of kindness that you can use in whatever your arena, whatever arena that you're in, you know, some type of acts of kindness. Sometimes those open the door to to share our faith. You know, and, and, and again, I get it. This, this can make us feel uncomfortable, but I think it's one of those things that as Christians, we have to go back to. You know, we ask God to use us, but one of the greatest ways he wants to use us is sharing our faith with those that don't know him. One of the greatest ways he wants to use us is to help those who don't know him come to Christ. And, you know, I think sometimes this is as simple as I was having a conversation earlier, uh, even today about this, is, is, you know, we have to look and see what our arena is. What's your arena? Is it the corporate world? Is it, um, are you in school? Uh, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or you work at home. Well, then it, maybe it's your neighborhood. It's getting to know your neighbors. But it's being intentional. Uh, you know, and then what I would recommend doing is um, actually writing down a few names. I mean, if you live in a big neighborhood, I'm not saying you've got to write down everybody's names. But, you know, for me, it's writing down maybe five guys, four or five guys' names that, that go to the same gym I do because I go to the gym every morning. And, you know, you begin to get to know people. And, um, you know, so I've got five guys, four or five guys that, uh, that I've got on a you know, piece of paper that, that I pray for. And I'm looking for opportunities to share my faith with. Uh, one I spoke to this morning. And, and, and this morning I didn't try and share my faith with him, but recently I've invited him to church. And we've had some conversations about God. He's very open to, to the idea of talking about God. And so there's been some, some good conversations. Has he become a Christian yet? No, no he hasn't. But, you know, I, my job is to share my faith, to, to be that witness. And so it's being intentional. Um, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will help us if we're willing to listen, the, tapping into the Holy Spirit and asking pertinent questions. Um, you know, Pastor Gordon Moore uh, talks about the importance of being um, quick to share our story. What has God done for me? People will lean in when you share about a crisis that you've had or um, how you came to faith or something that God's done for you. Be prepared to share your story. So witnessing is a forgotten skill for Christian leaders. And you know, there's something powerful when the leader takes this responsibility seriously. How can I tell my people to go be witnesses if I'm not willing to? to be one myself. So leader, get out there, share your faith, look for opportunities, and let's see what God does.
number two. Another forgotten skill. And you may say, well, this one's not really forgotten, but I would, I would argue that in, in many circles it is, and that is discipling other Christians. What is discipling? You know, the word disciple means student. It means learner. When you look at Jesus' ministry, really the first thing that he did was he called men to follow him. And we actually see um, in the Gospels that women were disciples as well. He had several women disciples. But Jesus called people to follow him. And, and they followed him on the journey, uh, even towards the cross. But um, you see Jesus teaching them formally and informally. Um, basically teaching them how to live. Uh, teaching them the scriptures. Teaching them how to pray. I was recently having a conversation with somebody. He was asking me, you know, what was one of the most formative things in my life? And for me, one of the most formative things in my life was as a young teenager, 15, ages 15 to 17, my youth director at the time grabbed me and a couple of other young men, and one morning a week before school for two years, he taught us how to read the Bible. He taught us how to pray. He taught us what it means to be a Christian. We, we talked about life. We talked about, you know, so many different things, and he discipled us and really taught me what it meant to be a Christian. And that foundation has stayed with me for my, for my whole life. So this is so important. And this is not just about information. We're not just passing information along to people. Um, we're following Jesus' example. Um, if you want to know what it means to uh, raise up disciples, to, to disciple others, to, um, to follow you know, what, what Jesus did, then follow his example. Read through the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark. Luke and John, and look at how Jesus trained and developed his followers. Um, he was very intentional, um, and like we said, sometimes it was formal, but most of the time it was informal. It was just hanging out, doing life together, walking down the road together, you know, with his guys as they're walking, going from place to place. He would ask questions, and he would use their answers, and he would um, you know, talk to them, and, and, and just brilliant, brilliant stuff. But being a discipler is another one of those um, forgotten skills, because not only did Jesus say we were going to be his witnesses, but he commanded us to make disciples. Um, that's part of the Great Commission, make disciples. Go into all the world, make disciples. You know, we think sometimes um, we're just going to make converts, but even you know, the first one we talked about witnessing, um, really witnessing is just the first step of discipleship because we want to help somebody experience a relationship with Christ and then take them to the next level, Is and that is by helping them grow as a Christian. As a Christian leader, we never get away from this. Um, there are still people in your lives, no matter what level you're at on the uh, leadership ladder. If you're the senior pastor or you're leading a, a, a service team of, of ushers or whatever your position is, we're all called to be disciple makers. So, so far we've touched on witnessing and discipling, but there's one more, and that is this. Um, we're talking about forgotten skills for Christian leaders, 
And the third one is this, coaching or mentoring? I kind of put those together, but coaching or mentoring? Because like we said, we want to get people saved. We want to help them find Christ. But then we want to take them on the journey. We want to disciple them. We want them to grow as a Christian. But then the next level is coaching and mentoring them so that they can do the same things. We want to help people um, learn how to be witnesses themselves. We want to help people uh, mentor. I mean, we want to help people uh, learn how to disciple. You know, for whatever reason, uh, the area where we live, Jehovah's Witnesses come through our neighborhood on a regular basis. And I love talking to them. I love talking to them because I know how to talk to them and I know how to share share the gospel with them and, and, and have some great conversations. And But one of the things that I do, do um, uh, re- appreciate and respect about them is... Um, you know, even though I think their, their, their theology is completely and totally wrong, they are very, very good at coaching and mentoring. Because usually there's an older person who's been, been, been in the, the Jehovah's Witness Church for much longer, and then they have someone who's newer with them who is learning how to um, knock on people's doors and share their version of Christianity. So as... As a Christian leader, we're called to coach and mentor. We're called to show people how to do whatever it is that we're trying to get them to do, how to lead. Um, That's an important thing. Um, We're training others on what it means to be a leader. Um, You know, it's not so much trying to fill their minds with theology at this point. We're teaching them what to do. Great example of this. A number of years ago, a young man in church um, was someone that I was discipling. But now I wanted to take it to the next level. Um, I wanted to coach him and mentor him and help him become more effective in his faith. And um, he, he was a great young guy. He was in our Connect group. But uh, every Sunday morning, he would try and corner me and tell me about his week, which is fine. But as part of the, someone who's on the pastoral team, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be reaching out to new people and talking to key people, people that I need to talk to about different things in church and checking in on different people. So, so I can't just spend you know, my entire Sunday talking to one person. And so um, you know, it was a little bit of a challenge because every Sunday uh, my friend would want to talk and you know, kind of tell me what he was going through. So what I got to where I, what I would do is, as he and I were talking, I would be scanning, and when I would see somebody come into the building, come into the church building, the, 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 come into the lobby or even in the auditorium, someone I didn't know, I would stop him wherever he was at in his conversation. I'd say, hey, look, there's somebody new over there that, that I think this is their first Sunday. Let's go meet them. And he would, he would say, oh, okay. And we would walk over. And I would introduce ourselves, and we would talk to the new person for a few minutes and welcome them. And my friend began to watch. He was seeing this. He's Every Sunday, you know, we're meeting someone new. Every Sunday, I would stop him in the middle of his conversation about his week, and I'd say, hey, man, let's go meet these new people over here. And he was an outgoing person, and so he, he kind of got to where he liked that. And, I, you know, maybe a month or two in, kind of, trying to hitch, catch, uh, help him catch this, maybe a couple of months in, he and I are talking one Sunday, and all of a sudden he stops what he's saying. 
He points across the auditorium and he says, hey, look, I think those are new people. I don't know them. Let's go meet them. And you know, there was this surge of joy in me because he had caught it. He had caught the importance of being welcoming. You know, a lot of churches say they're welcoming. Uh, You know what? We can say that, but if you're not welcoming new people and you're not talking to them and you're not meeting them and introducing yourself, you're not a friendly church. And so he caught that, and we walked across the auditorium, and you know, we he, I let him take the lead, and he, you know, he kind of got in the conversation, and I just kind of slipped away and went and you know caught up with some other folks that I needed to chat with. But I was impressed because he was paying attention, coaching, and mentoring. Another thing that we're doing when we're coaching and mentoring is we're sharing the why of our leadership. If you're working with someone who's a potential leader. Um, you know, a lot of times what you're going to do is you're going to tell them uh, not only, you know, what, what, what's going on, but you're also going to tell them why you made the decision that you did or why you created the policy that you did or why you're doing what you're doing because you're helping them to think bigger. For someone who's new to leadership, um, this is very, very important because sometimes people who who, who maybe haven't grown up as leaders or, or maybe are new to the leadership realm, they may not understand all the, the whys of, uh, you know, why, why leaders do certain things or why we make certain decisions. And so letting them in on your thought process is a hu- huge way to coach and mentor them on becoming more effective leaders themselves. So three forgotten skills for the Christian leader. Witnessing or sharing our faith, discipling others, especially new Christians, and then number three, coaching and mentoring. And, and really, this kind of forms a bit of a process. Witnessing, we want to, you know, get people to accept Jesus. We want them to begin this new life in Christ. And then number two, we want to disciple them. We want to help them to grow in their faith and to really get their roots grounded in, 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 in God's Word, in church, in Jesus, to, to really grow in their faith. And then number three, coaching and mentoring them for life, um, teaching them how to lead, teaching them how to help others, teaching them how to witness, teaching them how to be disciple makers themselves, coaching and mentoring, because now we're reproducing ourselves. Well, I hope this has been helpful. And if it has, I'd really appreciate if you go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment. If you got any, you know, thoughts or if I missed something, by all means, let me know. I'd love to talk to you. And another thing, I've, I've, I've had several folks contact me recently about advertising um, on my website or on my podcast or, or on my blog. And, and, you know, having a blog and a podcast, it's kind of a double whammy. It's a great way to get your uh, message, your product, or your service um, out to a growing audience. My audience is growing every week, I'm very thankful to report. So if, if you'd like to talk about advertising on my website, um, just drop me a line, david at davidspell.com, and we will talk. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will talk to you next time on Leading and...